Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Good to be with you all this evening. It's always an honor to come up here and minister the word. I do thank the pastoral staff for allowing me to do that because that's crazy. They would let me come up here and, <laughs> and preach. It's funny how 12 minutes uh, can ruin your whole week. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Amen. But we're going to jump right into it. Um, <clears throat> we're going to go right into it. And I'm going to stick to the, the series, The Altered Life. And we've been talking about that, altering your life. And you know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, our lives begin to be altered when our minds begin to be altered. It all starts in the mind, doesn't it? How we think and how we perceive things. How we perceive things. That's when our lives begin to be altered. And, uh, you know, I believe we need to start thinking differently about some things in our lives. We have an old mindset sometimes. We need to start thinking a little differently about some things. And, you know, we start in the Word of God because the Word of God is truth. That's how we start to rebuild our minds with the Word of God. Amen. Um, so today I want to alter your mind about how you think about serving God today and why you serve God and talk a little bit about having longevity in ministry without feeling like you're burning out or it's becoming too much. You know, in the New Testament, <clears throat> the early church was heavily persecuted. Um, they were imprisoned. They were hunted. They were beaten. We don't know what that's like. But yet they persisted to evangelize the gospel regardless of persecution and they were even rejoiced. You know, we see Paul was in prison. He was singing praises, even though he was in prison. Today, without really any serious persecution, Christians get burned out or get bored in serving God. That's, that's crazy. You know, and then they maybe leave the church and they want to find another church, another, another ministry. You know, I submit that our reasons for serving God may need some realignment. And so number one, I want to, number one, we need to make serving God about God again. In Colossians chapter three, verse 23, um, let me open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, uh, for this time to come together and worship you, Lord God. We pray, God, that you would help me, Lord, minister your word this evening, Heavenly Father. And I pray, God, that it would have an impact in lives tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. Um, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, it says this, Whatever you do, work heartily, ask for the Lord, and not, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Our joy in ministry comes from knowing that what we do, we do for him and him alone. Amen? If you love God, you'll be compelled to want to serve, first, first of all. If you love the Lord, you're going to be compelled to want to serve. Our reason for serving is to please him, not man. Not your leader, not your pastor, not your peers, not an audience of people. We serve to please God only. That's why you serve. That's why I serve. We're pleasing the Lord only. See, our mistake is when we're serving for the approval of men or recognition of men. 
You know, people won't always appreciate your hard work and sacrifice. In fact, the reality is, they won't even acknowledge it most of the time. And that's just the reality. There are three possible phases of disappointment you could experience when serving for the wrong reason. Number one, you might be disappointed because nobody notices your hard work or it seems like they don't even care. Or maybe you don't even seem noticed sometimes in serving God. Number two, people may seem to criticize you more often than they show any appreciation for you as you're serving God and you're serving in ministry. It may seem like people criticize you more than they appreciate you. Or number three, the worst, I think is the worst. Number three, you give your very best to people and they're blessed by it, but they dismiss it like it was nothing and make you feel like you even wasted your time. Yes, you can experience any three of these disappointing moments in ministry or in serving God. I know because Jesus gave all his best to everyone, didn't he? He healed, he loved, he, was, he fed, delivering people, restoring, yet his life ended with chance of crucify. Talk about disappointment, right? After all he gave, his, it ended with chance of crucify. Where were the people that he healed? Where were the people that he, he uh, restored or delivered? Where were they? When people were chanting crucify, they were probably chanting crucify too. Talk about disappointment. Um, and maybe you're feeling some of those right now. Maybe you felt that in the past. Man cannot be counted on to satisfy your need for approval. Man cannot. Man will fail you every time. Man will fail you every time, and you'll be left disappointed. There is only one person who sees and rewards all your heartfelt sacrifice and hard work. That's the Lord only. And that's why you serve the Lord only. Not man, God only. No matter, no matter if man doesn't acknowledge your sacrifice, God will reward you. He sees it. He takes a record of everything. You don't have to worry about a pat on the back or you don't have to rely upon the praise of men. God sees everything and he'll reward you. Let your strength and joy come from that alone. Nothing else. Do this for your own sake because man will disappoint you. And that's just a reality. I'll disappoint you. We'll disappoint you. But you know what? God will never disappoint you. Number two, make serving, uh, make serving about others, not about you. And let me say that again. Make serving about others, not about you. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. See, this is hard because we often, it's our instinct to want to make it about us. Give me a sec. My lips getting, my lips getting stuck on the top of my gums. All right. Oh, time's ticking. Uh, <clears throat> um, this is hard because we, we, it's our instinct to want to make it about us in so many different ways. You know, every time you come to church, there's an opportunity to touch somebody's life. You need to think that way. 
Come seeking to pour into someone's life, serve to pour into people. When you come only thinking about yourself, we start to get bored with church. Church just gets old and boring because it's just about you. We ought to come and serve with a sincere desire to bless someone. You come with a sincere desire to bless someone. Everybody in this room can touch somebody in this room. Everybody. And that ought to be your goal every time. You come here and it's always about you. You're going to get bored very quick. We ought to come to serve with a sincere desire to bless someone. Again, not out of selfish ambition or some self-centered reason, but to, uh, to, but to sincerely touch someone. <clears throat> Take yourself out of the equation. Take yourself out of the equation. Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The reality is this. When you're more willing to give, you're more blessed. And you know what? Church is actually fun. The joy of serving is knowing people are blessed because of your sacrifice and what you impart into them. That's the joy of serving. Every little thing you do for God, he will use it to impact someone's life. Every little thing. Seeing others blessed more than you should be your joy and encourage you to give your best. Seeing other people's blessed more than you. The beauty of ministry is serving is that you get to give your gifts and your talents to seeing people grow and mature in faith. That's the beauty of ministry. That is the great reward of serving. That's all serving really is. A chance to bless people and change the course of their lives for the better. That's all it really is. Serving. <clears throat> God gave you, you gave, God gave you, you, God gave you your talents and gifts to bless people. That's why He gave them to you. That's why you're, you're gifted and talented to bless others. Sometimes we mistakenly believe, though, you know, that our small, seemingly insignificant sacrifice means nothing. You, you may think to yourself, well, what, "What can I really do?" You know, my small uh, um, little sacrifice means nothing. Let me tell you something. That's, that's a lie. In Mark chapter 12, verse 42 through 43, it says, Then the poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth less than a penny. Jesus called his followers to him and said, This poor, this poor widow put in only two small coins, but the truth is she gave more than those rich people. That's, that's crazy. Her two measly coins had greater value to God than all the wealthiest givers there. That's the way God saw it. The smallest sacrifice, the smallest sacrifice can hold greater potential than anything big or flashy or grand. You don't have to have this grand impact in somebody. You just have to impart the smallest thing in them. God can use you to change the course of someone's life. So small and insignificant. However small, take joy knowing God will use it. Never believe your small little contribution is insignificant. It's not. Man may not acknowledge it, but you know what? God can use it, no matter what it is. And lastly, serve with love always. Serve with love always. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, it says, I may, see, I may speak in different languages, whether human or even angels, but if I do not have love, 
I am only a noisy bell and a ringing cymbal. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all the secrets and know everything there is to know. And I may have faith so great that I can move mountains. But even with all this, if I don't have love, I am nothing. I may give away everything I have to help others. And I may even give my body as an offering to be burned. That's crazy. But, but I gain nothing by doing all this if I do not have love. Serve and give in ministry with love in your heart always. See, some people serve with the desire to enlarge their egos. Maybe gain someone's approval. Win some praise from somebody. Maybe gain, gain fame or, or, or popularity. Or maybe to receive just a pat on the back. Or gain status or position. Or maybe gain power over others. Or gain, gain, gain that status. Gain recognition. Let me tell you something. That the wicked seek all those things. You and I serve with love in our hearts for others. Not for a selfish gain or ambition. My deepest desire for everyone in this room from the front to the back is that you would be a selfless, generous servant in the house with your gifts, your talents, your hard work, and your time. That is my deepest wish for everyone in this room. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.